You're listening to Cultivate Curiosity, a podcast that inspires the next generation to stay curious. Cultivate Curiosity is brought to you by the Emerald Coast Science Center, a nonprofit interactive science museum and STEAM educational facility in Fort Long Beach, Florida. This podcast is perfect for anyone curious about the world we live in because you never know what we'll talk about next. Hi, my name is Harley and I'm an educator and the community affairs coordinator here at the Science Center. Hi, I'm Diane and I'm the director. And hi, I'm JC. I'm the social media coordinator at the Emerald Science Center. And today we're going to be talking all about museums, ASTC, AAM, and then just kind of the stuff we're doing over the summer this year. So our summer schedule is that we're open Monday through Saturday now from 10 to 4 p.m. So you guys can enjoy us a little bit longer. We also, from June 1st through September 1st, have a lot of different activities and things like that going on. So we have our SciPad exhibit open Tuesday through Thursday from 1 to 3. So you get to come in, play a whole bunch of different kind of games, just whatever you guys want to do for that. We have our Creature Features Wednesday and Thursday at 11.30 and then on Friday at 1.30 p.m. Uh, so on Wednesday, we do Snakes and Turtles. On Thursday, we do our Mammals. And then on Friday, we do our Lizards. So you can come each day and see different animals and you can come more than once as well. And then we have our chemistry corner on Fridays at 11.30 a.m. We do uh, some fun experiments and show you guys those things. And then from 12 to 1, we actually do uh, activity with you guys. So you get to enjoy some hands-on chemistry as well. Here are the following themes for chemistry corner. On June 2nd was space chemistry. On June 9th was weather chemistry. And then on June 16th, which is going to be our next one, is going to be slime, which is a fan favorite. So like JC said, there's demonstration for about 20 to 30 minutes. And then for a whole hour, if you miss the demonstration, you can still come in and do the activity. On the 23rd of June will be Eat Your Science. Come and make some ice cream with us for our activity. On June 30th is Plant and Soil Chemistry. On July 7th is going to be a big reactions demonstration. So we will be doing this one outside. And then on the 14th of July, it will be human body chemistry. And then after that, we will just be repeating the same back in that order for the rest of the summer. So there is seven different topics. So we'll do the seven, and then once we finish with human body chemistry, we'll go back again and start with space chemistry. We also have our creation station. That's every third Saturday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. So those are fun activities. You're creating something that you get to take home usually. Just definitely check our website out to see what that activity is that Saturday. And then, of course, we have our Discover Science Saturday. That is the first Saturday from 10.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. So we do different themes for those. Check them out. And we also have our Planetarium Nights. It's the first and third Thursdays of the month in June and July instead of just the third Thursday. So you can check those out. We have shows at 6 and 7 p.m. And then in June and July, we have our Steam Machine, which is Tuesday through Thursday from 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m and there's new themes each week. Here are the following themes for Steam Machine. These topics go throughout the whole week and they change weekly. The first one we did was Ozobots Explore Force in Motion. Then the next one we're going to be doing is Da Vinci's Bridge, which is going on right now during this week, so the 13th, 14th, and 15th. Then after that will be skin and fingerprints. So you'll get to come in and expand your fingerprint using a balloon, explore different ways that make you unique through your fingerprint. Then the following week will be bones and x-rays. Then the July 4th, 5th, and 6th week is nebula spin art. So come in and learn about nebulas and make a cool activity to take home. July 11th, 12th, and 13th is cubelet engineering, which is a robotic magnetic block 
that you get to snap together and you get to make a bunch of different super cool things. July 18th, 19th, and 20th is Brain Hats. Brain Day is also July 22nd, so explore your cool brain. And then July 25th, 26th, and 27th is Spirographs. So our steam machine is only the months of June and July. So if you are ever here and you've really wanted to get on our bus and see what it's like and do some activities, those dates are the time to do it. And I think one thing that we should stress is that except for the planetarium nights, all of those other programs that we just talked about are included with general admission. So you can come in, you pay the one price to get in, and we have all of these special activities going on, as well as your ability to be able to just play with all the exhibits that we currently have. The next thing we want to talk about are some of the conferences that we've been to within the past year. The first one me and Diane went to, it's called ASTC Conference, which is the Association of Science and Technology centers which we've talked about in the past a little bit I think maybe in our first episode about that we are a part of this organization this passport program so with the membership here you can get into all of the other museums that are part of ASTC as well so basically for this conference all of those people that are a part of it get to go to the conference and it's typically hosted in a larger city with the really really nice big museums um, the one we went to was in Pittsburgh and so we got to go to the the Carnegie Science Museum, the Carnegie Children's Museum. Mm -hmm. Am I missing any? We went to the Andy Warhol Museum. We went to the Andy Warhol Museum as well, which was awesome. But the biggest thing about those conferences when we go to them is like what we're able to absorb and bring back to the Science Center for us to tweak and make our own version of it. Um, one of the things we've done is our affirmation walk, which was a service project done by a volunteer, a high school student, came up to us and wanted to do a service project. And we had seen this affirmation walk between the Children's Museum and their makerspace. And their makerspace building. It was just outside, it was these weird blobs of color, but on the blobs had affirmations like, you are awesome, keep moving. So we proposed that project to the volunteer and she took it and ran with it and now it's complete and you can see it at our museum it's outside so if you just want to come and look at that and um, boost your spirits and not able to actually come into the museum you can go and see those another thing that we saw at ASTC was this weave exhibit it was a huge loom and they had just a bunch of different fake flowers next to it and you could come up and weave in your own version of the loom. So we did that outside at our museum. We created a huge loom outside. We have a bucket of fake flowers out there so you can come in and add those up there. But we also added chalkboards to the side as well, again, making it our own version because we wanted people to come up and draw nature as well. So weaving in nature, but also drawing nature. So we call that our wild weave exhibit. And we also added the kaleidoscopes out there mm -hmm. as well, which is something that I had seen, gosh, maybe about five or six years ago at the Petrified National Forest, they had done it as an art installation and they had kaleidoscopes and then people could pick up nature, things off the ground and stuff and put them in there and then look at them through the kaleidoscope. So you can make it whatever you want it to be. That was something we had been trying to add for a couple of years and now we do have that in here as well. So I'm gonna talk a little bit about the American Alliance of Museums, which is another organization for museums all across the world actually, but we just came back from their conference, Lisa and 
and I went, and that was in Denver last month in May. And this this is not just the science. So the ASTC is basically for science museums. AAM is for all museums. So it's art museums, history museums, historical homes, science museums as well, children's museums. And I think one of the great things about the conference is, is that usually the hosting museum has these really cool parties and after hours in the museum. And so it's a great way to really explore the museum and only like other museum professionals are in there. It's closed to the public during that time. And this is where we take a lot of pictures and get a lot of ideas for things to bring back. This AAM conference in Denver was incredibly interesting because of some of the subject material that they were talking about. And part of that was who gets to tell the story. So when you go to a museum and you read the signs or you see the exhibit, whose point of view are you hearing that particular exhibit or that story from? And what I thought was so great about this one is because there's a lot of Native Americans in the West, the History Colorado Center had several new exhibits that they had featured and the exhibits were told from the point of view of the Native Americans and the stories were absolutely fascinating and I think this is a point of view that normally we don't see in museums so I think if you pay attention to museums at all you're going to see this shift occurring in the next couple of years and even the Denver um, Science and Nature Museum has opted to close their whole entire section which was based on Indian relics and artifacts and how they were talking about the Indian stories um, because they thought that maybe they weren't telling it from a, a holistic approach. They were telling it, they were only telling it like from one narrative, from a Eurocentric narrative instead of from a more organic Native American narrative. So they will be closing that whole section this summer, which I thought was incredibly interesting. And the two speakers at the keynote speaker and then the plenary session speakers were groups of Native American artists. And so they got to talk about the art that they do and it was just a really really incredible experience to be in Denver and we got to visit a lot of museums in Denver it's also really great to see how other people create exhibits um, the Denver Art Museum which is in incredible. It's huge. It's incredible. If you're ever in Denver, please be sure to, to check that out. Also, their science museum has a huge dinosaur section that, you know, you walk through and at least and I are just like, oh, so incredibly jealous. Yeah. <laughs> Number one, they have a lot of space, which we don't have. That was a really, really great experience. And Lisa and I spent a lot of time looking at uh, the vendor area. Mm -hmm. which is where you can also pick out, you know, what are the new and latest trends and exhibits that are coming out. And one of the things that we really looked at was like museum store items. And so what are, what are people selling in their stores? And every time we go to these different museums, we also look at what they're selling in their stores. And so after years and years and years, we were finally able to find a stuffed sugar glider. <laughs> now that may not seem like a big deal, but, um, you know, we have how many sugars? Six sugar gliders? Five. Two, four, six. Six. Six, six sugar gliders now. And so we have been trying to find a stuffed sugar glider because they're so cute. Mm -hmm. And so we were finally able to find a, a vendor that does create stuffed animal sugar gliders. And they were at an affordable price point that we thought would be manageable in our museum store. Look for those when you guys come in and check those out as well. So I think one of the things that, you know, as people are traveling and getting ready to go out on the road this summer, one of the things that we always do, my family 
family personally is we always hit museums when we go, when we visit. We went to New York the first week of May to do the Five Boroughs bike tour. And of course, we went to the American Museum of Natural History, which is the great big, huge museum in New York. And it was, again, absolutely fascinating. We went to the Met. Um, the Metropolitan Museum of Art, another must-see. I think I'll put it on your bucket list. And we went to the Tenement Museum, which was a very unique experience and not at all what we thought it was going to be like. But I think that's that's kind of fun sometimes because you will come upon these museums that may not be like the really big ones that you would you know think, okay, I have to hit this one and this one and that one. Sometimes you come across these ones that are smaller, and your experience there is just something that you're like, wow, that was that was different. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the Tenement Museum, and I would highly recommend it. But it's not what you think it's going to be. So I'll just leave it at that. Just <laughs> put a little teaser out there for you. If you think you're going to walk through and like just look at stuff, that's not the case at all. So JC's going to explain a little bit about Explora Galusa and some of the museums in our area. Yes. So uh, Explora Galusa is a museum coalition. We have 10 museums now that are a part of it, and they're all spread out through Okaloosa County. So that's us, we have Baker Block Museum, Heritage Museum in Northwest Florida, many, many more, all a part of it. And you can just visit them all. They're very great. They have varying things like we're science. We have a lot that are history, just a lot about our area. And you can visit exploreclusive.org to learn more about each museum. And then you can also follow us on social media. Just look up Explore Okaloosa and we'll be on Facebook and Instagram for that. And then just to talk about some other experiences that you could see locally around here in Crestview, there's the Emerald Coast Zoo. It's very highly recommended. We have visited and you can visit emeraldcoastzoo.com to learn more. And I highly recommend following them on social media as well. I love seeing the photos that they have of their animals and stuff like that. And there's also Navarre Beach Sea Turtle Conservation Center in Navarre. They're really great. I I can't remember the name of their turtle, but they have one that's there. Sea turtle. Yes, right. they she do has have... an injured flipper and they can't release exactly. it. Exactly. like Shelly or Shirley? Something like that, uh-huh. yes. And they actually are expanding as well. I think they're adding like a new, a whole new building that you can visit too. So definitely check them out. It, their website is navarrebeachseaturtles.org and obviously they have social media too. Then we also want to talk about Emerald Coast Wildlife Refuge. That's also in Navarre. They obviously take in animals and take care of them, but you can also visit them. So definitely check out their website, emeraldcoastwildliferefuge.org and follow them on social media as well. So I'd like to close with a Google review that we got one time. And um, this is a couple years ago. So the guy had written something like, well, if you've ever been to the bigger museums, and he might have named one specifically, but I can't remember what it was. He goes, then you might want to give this a pass because, you know, this is so much smaller. And, you know, you're not going to have the same experiences if you went to a bigger museum. So then I responded to the review and I said, hey, I think that small museums are great. I think you should visit every single small museum that you come across because the only reason that small museum exists is because somebody is incredibly passionate about that particular subject. I mean, I think about our own museum here, and the only reason that we're still here is because everybody on the staff here really, really cares Mm -hmm. about this place and is willing to go above and beyond. I think there was just a quote by one of the Nobel Prize winners. I follow NobelPrize.org on social media, and it was something like, you can get twice as much work out of a person if they're passionate about something. So anyway, I I responded to like, yeah, visit every single small museum you come across. They exist only because somebody loves what 
they're doing. And I, I left the review up and then I went back and like a couple days later checked it again. Well, he had changed his <laughs> review. He had edited his review and he had taken out some of the remarks about, you know, if yeah. you've been to the bigger museums, there's no no reason to come here. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, mm, okay, now my response seems a little weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't align with what his review was. But then I also saw somewhere on social media, I think it was like, what's your favorite museum in the world? And people were responding with, you know, what, what their favorite museums were. Mm-hmm. And years and years ago, um, my husband and I went to Prague in the Czech Republic. And there's a little museum. It's called the KGB Museum. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the history of the KGB. And so they have all these like spy tactics and all this stuff. But the guy that worked there, like when you walked in, he would give you this personal tour and would tell you all about it. And he would get so excited and the energy level was so high when he was talking about this stuff. And so I responded, I'm like, okay, well, it's got to be the KGB museum because that guy was crazy. And like a couple other people replied to my comment like, oh my gosh, yes, I remember that guy. He was just so great. So if you're out and about this summer, you know, visit the little ones Mm -hmm. because you're going to have an experience there that is going to, you're only going to get there. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's because of the people that have poured their souls into creating that place. And that's why it's going to be so unique and you're not going to get it anywhere else. Also, this is a great website to check out, Museums for All. So it's Museums number four. And this is a program that allows people that have a SNAP card or an EBT card to get free or reduced admission to museums. So if you're traveling and you are a participant in either of those programs, you can look this up and it will tell you by state what museums participate. So some of them will give you free admission. Some of them will give you $3 a person up to four people on your SNAP card or your EBT card. We are now a partner in that program. So if you are a participant in either of those programs, you just show your ID, show your card, and you will get $3 per person admission here. So and that's another great resource, you know, as, mm-hmm. you're, as you're out and about this summer looking for the fun things to do with your yes. family. And definitely check out the ASTC Passport Program, especially if you are a member with us, because you mm-hmm. don't know what museums you're traveling nearby. So definitely make sure to look at that before you plan your trip. So hopefully you guys will come and visit us this summer. We're going to have a lot of fun and we'll see you guys again in two weeks. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Cultivate Curiosity. If you have any questions, feel free to email us at socialmedia at ecscience.org. Tune in for our next episode in two weeks.